All right. I sound a little better when I'm amplifying. I think so. All right. Well, I want to thank you for having us, uh, having me uh, over, and uh, I'm so honored to be able to share with you this morning. Uh, it's a real privilege for me, and I bring you greetings from Restoration Community Church, which is a church plant in the Third Ward area where we are, we believe God's uh, using us to change lives individually, families, and community, and that is what we're about. So I'm just, I'm just excited to be here. So um, let me pray, and I love to just dig into what the Lord has given me in my heart as we're in the season of Advent, uh, and we'll be talking the topic of spending less. And so I'm excited to share with you, and so let's pray and we'll do that. Father, we thank you for today, and we thank you for this time, and I pray that you'd be with us, that you'd minister to our hearts, um, and that you would reveal your word to us, and that we would not just be hearers, but doers of your word, Lord. And so it's with that that we ask that you will uh, just let your presence be here, and we invite you into this process, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, he mentioned my children, and my oldest daughter's 17 now, but a few years ago, I had the great privilege to take her down to the bank and help her open up her first checking account. And so we went through all the formalities that you go through when you're doing that, and I took some extra time at the end because it was a process I really wanted her to understand in that. Many of you already know this, but once you open up a deposit, I wanted her to understand that all of these slips, there are a lot of slips you can choose from here, but only one of these will let you deposit your money in your account. You got to choose the right slip, and not only that, but you also have to put the right number on that deposit slip so that, so that it will so that you will have your money when you need it uh, accessible to you. And so it's kind of I want to mention to you this morning. I want to give you this question if I can. If you and I were to receive a spiritual bank statement each month, how much of that would read in our heavenly deposit? How much of it would just read on our earthly deposit? Where would we have the greater amount of deposits in our spiritual statements, if you will? One of the challenges and one of the questions that many of us have to deal with today, how do we accurately handle our time, talent, and treasure here on this earth? Because God's given us a lot to enjoy. There are lots of things that pass through our hands. But how do we use it in a way? How does it we get the most bang for our buck, not just here on earth, but in God's heavenly kingdom and for his purpose. And that brings us to our reading today, Matthew 6 and 19. I want to start from here. It says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth, rust, destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Now, I want to start off, in the very beginning, here's, not, here's what I'm not saying. Don't spend, don't enjoy, don't partake of, because that's not what the passage says. He doesn't say, don't spend, don't have, don't enjoy. He says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. And the last part of that is the part that really got me when I read this. It says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Jesus does a flip on this thing. He removed, like I like to say, there's no fake in the funk with this. He, he says it in a way where you can't get out of it because he doesn't say where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. He 
says where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Because what we are prone to do most of the time, we love lip service. Now, I can tell you all day, man, I'm a family man. I believe, in the, I believe in the family, and I'm a family man all day long. But if I don't spend any time with my family, if I'm never referring around my family, that's not where my treasure is. Where my treasure is is where my heart is. And where my heart is is where I spend most of my time, talent, treasure. So Jesus, right off the bat, says, I'm going to hit this before you even get a chance to twist it. I'm going to get this right out of the way before we even get a chance to twist it. So I think that's so important to remember. You know, I'm going to tell you, if you you promise not to judge me, I want to share a little story with you. I came front and center with this a little bit in my own. Now, I came to Houston a long time ago to go to school. I'm originally from San Antonio, Texas. So because of that, I'm a huge Spurs fan. I know, I know that's dangerous. I know that's dangerous to say in this context. But let me remind you, you are biblically commanded to love me. <laughs> so for those of you who booed, got some scriptures for you. <laughs> but, but the point is, because of that, I'm a huge Spurs fan. And, you know, I don't have a big house, but I got a little guest area where I got a lot of my Spurs stuff that I've collected through the years. I've got some posters and mock banners and and. and paraphernalia I've gotten from the games and my little TVs back there. It's my little man spot when I can keep the kids out of it. So it's where my stuff is. Where uh, a couple of months ago, uh, my wife came to me and she said, uh, babe, I need to talk to you because young lady at the church she's been ministering and, and witnessing to and, and kind of mentor, mentoring. She said, um, you know, she got evicted and uh, she's pregnant. And she's got a little boy. He's in school. And they really don't need to move right now. They need to stay in the area. Uh, I really think we need to pray about her, you know, staying in the, in the guest spot. And I'll be honest with you. You know the first thing that went through my mind? What about my stuff? I got a lot of, I got a lot of stuff back there. And it's up, the season's about to start. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was kind of like, hey, you know, I, we got a good team this year. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all set for this. And I don't know about you, but the Holy Spirit has a way of getting around to me. And, I, and as I was, you know, I kind of knew what the right thing to do was, but I didn't. My heart wasn't right in it. The Holy Spirit just came to me one day and says, uh, David, let me ask you this. Let me make sure I got this correct. The resources that God has allowed you to have to spend and enjoy now is not available for his purpose and what he'd like to do. Is, is that what I'm hearing you say, son? And whenever I hear that, I feel like a little kid. No, no, sir. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't want to, That's not what I'm saying. And, and my point is that the, the trouble and the difficulty about stuff sometimes and how we spend is that it takes us away from a heavenly purpose and leaves us solely for just an earthly purpose. As believers, the money and possessions that pass through our hands is not simply only for living and enjoyment, but for us to invest in a heavenly account, spiritual treasures. Well, you say, well, that's great, Pastor Hill, but what, what spiritual treasures, what does that look like? I came across a great definition that I think works for that. Everything that a believer can take with them when they leave this earth is a spiritual treasure, a heavenly treasure. Whatever you can take with you is a spiritual treasure. What does that look like? 
holiness of character, obedience to all of God's commandments, souls won for Christ, disciples nurtured in the faith, compassionate use of God's materials for other spiritual and natural well-being that fits his kingdom purpose and principles. Those things are heavenly treasures. You know, one of the things I enjoy doing is uh, genealogy research on my family. Um, historically, kind of from some this area not far from here. Um, I love digging up on my family, in particularly because I'm African-American. And because of the history of my people in this country, it's very hard to find information. You really have to dig for it. But when you find it, it's like gold. And one of the things that I've realized in that process is that when I'm digging and searching records and and mementos and things it's not a lot not a lot some of the things i come through i can flip through 60 or 70 years of people's lives in a few pages all that's left of them it's not much but what i do when i'm overjoyed when i find out when i find stories of my great-grandfather who opened up his home to people in the community on sundays to feed whoever would come or whenever someone's killed a, a slaughtered an animal they they always made sure everybody in the community got a piece of meat because meat was rare in that day and time those stories and those things were not just useful here on earth but i know they're stored up And those are heavenly treasure. And the point this morning that I want to drive home with you is as we spend and as we use our finances and our talents and our treasures, we always should be thinking of, yes, God wants us to enjoy. Yes, we're blessed to be able to have these things, but I want to be depositing. I want to be getting bang for my buck. I want my stuff to multiply and triple. I can do that by making sure I'm spending and using my time and talent for a heavenly purpose, heavenly treasures, if you will. In verse 22, it says, the eye is the lamp of the body so that if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Much like the eye can affect the whole body, The way the believer handles their finances and possessions affects every other part of their lives, for either good or bad. We we as a society, people have tried to define ourselves by stuff, by how much we can spend and what we can spend. One of the things I recognize in my neighborhood, I don't know how it's like where you live, but I watch the young kids and everybody's defined by how much they pay for their tennis shoes. If you got KDs or LeBrons, and you can say, man, I paid 150 for these, $200, you're the man. If you wear Pro Wings, K-Swiss, not so much. No offense if you buy that. But if you come to my neighborhood, you're going to get talked about. <laughs> I'm just going to be real with you. But I watch these kids argue and go at each other and tease each other and mock each other based on something as simple as that you think of where do they get that from and you don't have to look far they get it from us our problem in society today we desire to accumulate stuff we try to supplant christ sometimes with stuff you ever find yourself you don't need anything but you're just in the store and stopping trying to spend trying to spend some money hoping you can find something let me read a couple of numbers to you 
The LA Times says in the research, there are 300,000 items in the average American home. The average size of the American home has nearly tripled in size over the past 50 years, according to NPR. And still, one out of every 10 Americans rent off-site storage, the fastest-growing segment of commercial real estate industry over the past four decades, according to the New York Times. While 25% of people with a two-car garage don't have room to park their cars inside them, and 32% only have room for one vehicle. Out. Me and my wife, we constantly go at it because for some reason, no matter what we do, stuff seems to accumulate. And for some reason, it's always my stuff that ends up on the curb. I don't understand that part of it. But we realize that, Lord, why are we always accumulating stuff? And so we begin to say, you know, and here's the thing. One thing I realize is, No matter how you look at this, as Americans, we all fall into this trap. And I'm so grateful for God's grace. I'm so thankful for his mercy. That even in my most selfish moments, even in my most centered self-thought moments, God's grace is there for me to help me walk through, David, how you should be considering what you do, how you spend, how you use your time and talent. And I want to encourage you this morning, even if you find yourself in some of these areas and you feel like, man, I know that's me. And God's grace is there to help us walk out of this. The danger here is we can seek to replace God with stuff because that's where our heart goes. It's the biggest danger I realize in my life. When I get too much stuff, man, I want to protect it. I want to make sure it's there. I want to make sure nothing happens to it. And my heart can suddenly drift to it instead of where it should be on heavenly things, on heavenly purposes. You know, in my neighborhood, I told you that first passage when it talked about where thieves break in and steal. Uh, a couple of summers ago, we had this horrible rash of burglaries in our neighborhood. I mean, it was bad. It was like every, every day of the week, somebody was getting robbed. And it would come in at the same time between 12 and 2 o'clock when people are at work. It's like clockwork. Somebody was getting robbed. And I remember all this time I've been reaching out to my neighbors. We're a church plant and trying to get people and, you know, having trouble. But when they started breaking in and taking people's stuff, we start, we developed a community safety initiative. And do you know we were able to do, it, do as much outreach and make most, most of the connections that I had been able to make in such a long time through that? Because one of the things I realized, people like their stuff. And when they come home, they want their stuff to be there. And when and when when stuff starts disappearing, people will open to say, "Hey, I want to I want to get to know you. I want to build some relationships so we can be safe." I thought, man, how sad is that that it took this for people to begin to open up? But the danger is, man, stuff can seek to pull us astray. Let me go to verse twenty-four. It says, "No one can serve two masters." For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and wealth. And here's what we can, here's what we can do. And that it really boils down to that. Too much stuff can pull me away and make me a slave to that. Can pull me away from where I want my true allegiance to be. So in this Advent season, as we spend and as we think about, I want you to really consider, you know, 
How much stuff do I have that might bless somebody right now? Do I need to go out and spend a bunch of stuff? I found there are things in my closet I haven't worn for years. That somebody would bless somebody. And at the same time, I'm reducing that tug on my heart that says, I got to, I got to watch, I got to keep my stuff. I got to, I got to watch, gather my stuff. I got to protect my stuff. I have found that it, 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 it helped my spiritual development in that process. At the same time, I'm able to spend less as I'm able to bless others. You know, Martin Luther, the great theologian says, I have held many things in my hands and I've lost them all. But whatever I place in God's hands, I still possess. You know, I'm going somewhere. We're all going somewhere one day. What will we have when we get there? What will we have stored up when we get there? Or will we have left it all here? I want to wrap up with and close with this. One of my favorite movies is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Love this movie. It's the search for the Holy Grail, if you know it. Some of you may, some of you may not. The deal of this movie is the Holy Grail is the cup that Jesus drank at the Last Supper. And in the movie, the Holy Grail gives you eternal life, immortal life. And so they go on the search for this grail, and they find it in this cavernous sanctuary. And so they get there, they get the Holy Grail, but one caveat they find out when they get there. In order to have it, you got to stay there. You can have eternal life, you can drink from the cup, but you can't take it. Well, they make the mistake of trying to take it out of the sanctuary, and everything begins to crumble. Everything around them, their world begins to crumble. And in the, and in the, in the highlight of the movie, Indiana Jones and his love interest, the young lady in this movie, he's trying to save her as they get out of the sanctuary, and she falls into this, this big crevice, this big abyss. He grabs her by the hand, and he says, hey, give me your other hand because I can't hold you much longer. The problem is the Holy Grail is just a few inches from her other hand. And she says, but I can reach it. I can grab it. He says, but I can't hold you much longer. And she reaches for the grail and she slips through his fingers into this bigger bed. Well, a tremor happens. Like the next second, he then falls into the very same hole and his father grabs him. And his father says, Indiana, give me your other hand. I can't hold you. And now he finds himself in the same situation. The Holy Grail is just a few inches from his face. And he says, but dad, I can reach it. I can get it. And his dad says, Indiana, I can't hold you. He says, but I can reach it. And then in his dad, in a heavenly voice, says, Indiana, let it Indiana, let it And he fools him to say this world was promised out. I propose to you this morning, as God, as the Holy Spirit ever said to you, as the Heavenly Father ever said to you, let it go. There's more for you. There's more for you. You don't have to have anything. Spend less. Invest more. Give of your time. Give of your talent. Go beyond just the surface. But sometimes with our stuff, it says, shut up. 
I honor you this morning. I thank you for having me. I just want you to know this. God can use you in many different ways. You can be a blessing in many different ways. Just listen to the Holy Spirit. When he says that, let's be obedient.